reach out, reach in, feel the universe, push positivity, hope. You are absolutely nothing as an individual, and yet you are everything as an individual within the collective consciousness. Take time to pause your human anger and anxiety. Push positivity. We really need it right now. Mainstream media is dominated by the right and the left. The majority in the middle are left without a voice. You've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Guys, I'm so excited for this episode. I'm a little scared as well. There's some crazy stuff we're going to talk about, some very explosive news that broke yesterday. I am recording this on June 24th. Yesterday was a wild and wacky day, extremely captivating. And I, I, I've struggled to figure out how I'm going to set up this show. This show is crazy. It's bonkers. And I just wanted to start with a quote from Aristotle. It is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Those words ring so true in today's culture and climate, where constantly we're told to look away. You can't have that information. That's fake news. That's propaganda. As if we cannot be trusted with our educated minds to use our own discernment and figure out what is true and what is false. Or, more importantly, what needs to be investigated further. This is such a tough show to start because I've got a lot of information. I've I've actually been working on this show for months now, and I didn't even know it. So I, I guess I'll start and set this up with just my own personal story. Many months ago, I came across a video. It was a video put out by Lynn Wood on Rumble, and it was purported to be an interrogation. And this interrogation was explosive. The the person who was blurred and uh, their their voice was changed in one video. It wasn't changed in another. It was very bizarre. And I went down this rabbit hole. That's what I like to do. I like to go down these rabbit holes trying to find truth, trying to find good information. Well, in the end, after watching these explosive whistleblower videos, I couldn't do anything with it. I wanted to do a show, but I said to myself, this is an anonymous source. This could just be uh, simulation fan fiction. This, This could be nothing. This is just completely fabricated. I would have to confirm it in some ways. And, you know, I'm just a conservative hippie out here in Washington State. I'm doing things day after day. I didn't have the ability to go and discover who this whistleblower was. I did discover it was not James Clapper who was named in the title of this whistleblower video. So that kind of put the brakes on my uh, pulling on that particular thread. 
I, I shared it with some friends. Uh, I was cautioned against doing anything with it. And in the back of my head, I knew I couldn't really do anything with it because, again, it was just some video of some anonymous guy talking a lot of trash. So we're going to start this show with those videos. And I'm going to share some tidbits from those videos, which, which now it turns out was eyewitness testimony uh, under oath on the record, if you will. So an affidavit. We, that, that term affidavit has been very popular this year. So he was submitting an affidavit and signing his name to it. But at the time, we didn't have a name. I'm going to go ahead and give the surprise ending now. I'm doing this show because now we have a name. This whistleblower has come forward and is now a real person. But I can't, I can't get right to that without showing you, letting you listen to some of these videos that were posted on January 30th and January 31st, 2021. There was one rich one, uh, Mike Pence, because of um, surveillance from way back in the 2013 range that they had um, gotten FISA warrants to exploit, and Rod had that. Uh, the vice president has had uh, homosexual relations in the past. Uh, the, uh, many of them were adults. Uh, this is something he had done throughout uh, his time in uh, Congress. When he became governor, he felt that uh, he was free to explore them more. There were two specifically that they had recorded. One gentleman, roughly 20 years his junior, yeah, they had a, a fairly steady relationship. There was one about half his age. It was much more sporadic. Uh, it was more dangerous, harder to get you know, time alone. And it was that second one that uh, introduced uh, younger and younger people. This is whenever he's 17, he's really 15. This is he's 15, he's really 13. So hang with me here a little bit. You can see just how explosive this sworn testimony is that at the time when it was released, January 30th, January 31st, when I say released, leaked, um, there was a lot of speculation on who this person was. Uh, and, and the speculation went down roads that I didn't believe in, so we didn't go further producing this, putting this out there. But now here we are, a couple months later, and now we have a person. So let, let me just keep getting through this initial part again, which is from the quote-unquote Lynn Wood whistleblower tapes. It's not even clear if Lynn Wood is involved in this. I'm just saying that was the uh, titling of the videos. And right there, just off the top, he's basically talking about Rod Rosenstein and Vice President Mike Pence. He's talking about Mike Pence's sexuality and compromat that was attained by following uh, Vice President Mike's, Mike Pence and illegally spying on him, and these untoward and possibly illegal relationships that Mike Pence was involved in with children. Just listening to those videos and, and doing this podcast now makes me nervous. This is explosive information that this person is giving. And this is just the start. Hang with me. I know I started with one of the most salacious, one of the most explosive. But hang with me because I think it's important that we get through these whistleblower tapes 
that were anonymous at one time are no longer anonymous because this is where this is where the thread starts for me. The whistleblower tapes also have some admissions in them, and that's where the anonymous source, again, no longer anonymous, we'll get to that. This anonymous source uh, says he was a part of what is called, what he names, the Dirty Trick Squad. And this is one of those things that I was able to um, go just a couple layers deeper and investigate. And one of these Dirty Trick Squad members that he names is in jail right now, a a former um, Secret Service member named Sean Bridges. So there's, there's tangible facts out there that correlate to what he's talking about. Uh, let's let's get to that part. Okay. Uh, dirty Trick Squad, it was just a nickname, so it was nothing official. This group of people that we either dirty or they controlled. I was one that was controlled. The others, Rod, uh, Sean Henry, FBI, uh, Sean Bridges, Secret Service, Rosati, Joseph Rosati, who was a DEA, Alan Borishok, was ATF, uh, Greg Utz, who was uh, a TFO with the uh, DEA, but he was formerly Baltimore County Police. It was the basis of the Dirty Trick Squad, the computer experts, you had the muscle, you had the technical experts, and that's what they were doing. And then there was another group in Fort Washington who was running one down there. This was a satellite uh, location in Baltimore just for the really illegal stuff, illegal communications, uh, hacking, phone tapping, you name it. And uh, those people involved, they, they concentrated uh, their main focus all the time, Title III judges, federal judges. But they were going to about political rivals, uh, sitting politicians, anybody they needed to go after, anybody they were pointed at. They went for family members of judges and compromised people as much as they possibly could. They had no problem hacking computers and planting information to compromise people. This is something they had done numerous times. Gerard had done this for years and years, so had uh, Sean Bridges, where they would uh, finagle a case that they had before the court, where, for instance, uh, they would arrest a gentleman, and he had, he had money, he had property, and so uh, he had the resources to fight them. They didn't like that. So Sean would go in, plant child porn on a computer, and what do you know? Oh, an examination. Now you got this on there. I don't know anything about it. Well, it's on there. We're going to charge you. And then he would, he didn't want that. Ruined his life. Didn't want to go to prison as a, you know, a pedophile. You know what happens. And things like that. And they would use this as leverage in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cases. And then he would plead, as the person they charged, would plead to a lesser charge that would not show up on the record, but he would have to forfeit property, money, things like that. So again, he refers to himself as controlled within this group he dubs the Dirty Trick Squad. And to be clear, we're talking about Rod Rosenstein, former U.S. Deputy Attorney General, as being a part of this group. So this person is really naming names, and he's coming from he's coming from an angle where he says he's an insider that participated in a lot of these clandestine operations that are uh, illegal and against our U.S. Constitution. These whistleblower tapes were about 40 minutes long. He goes through a lot of different names, uh, different situations that he has uh, intelligence with um, and knowledge about. I, I'm not going to go through all of them because I want to fast forward to the here and the now and what came out on the 23rd of June, 2021. Um, but one more, uh, he also talks about the relationship with Epstein and Chief Justice John Roberts. Uh, I think he met when uh, he was uh, under Bush, uh, not too long after he was uh, appointed 
and uh, somewhere along there, just a, a basic meeting powerful people, something like that. He did help him with his adopted children, uh, from what uh, was said there and what was you know discussed openly in this uh, little dirty trick squad. <clears throat> the children are, are not genetically brother and sister, but they're raised that way, so that's more valuable to them. Uh, and one, if not both, were originally from Wales, but they were in the Epstein channels and were easily removed from their version of foster care to Ireland, which has much more open adoption type records. For, and he facilitated this for Robert so he could adopt them both at the same time. There was a little gap, but it was just paperwork. And that was him. Uh, Epstein had done that for him. Okay, so let's just try to absorb this just a little bit before we move on. I'm done with the uh, Lin, quote-unquote Linwood whistleblower tapes for right now. He discusses inside knowledge of, it's hard to say this out loud, uh, pedophilia sexual relationships with Vice President Mike Pence. And he discusses a quote-unquote dirty trick squad under the tutelage or that wrote rod rosenstein the deputy u.s attorney general was a part of that would illegally surveil people and get leverage on them as in this mike pence example that this whistleblower talks about he goes on to talk about the relationship of chief chief justice john roberts U.S. Supreme Court, and Jeffrey Epstein. At the time of hearing these tapes, I could only chalk it up as salacious. But now, today, the salacious has become accusations from an insider. And they're explosive. They're huge. And how how this isn't spreading like wildfire across social media um, and even tapping into some mainstream um, news outlets is just beyond me because now we've got a name. This anonymous source has now come out as Dr. Jonathan McGreevy, and he did so on the Stu Peters show with Red Voice Media. Stu Peters is somebody that I've I've come across recently. He's got a show on Rumble. Um, he would be considered right wing if you needed to label somebody. Uh, but if you looked at his show from his perspective, he is a patriot that's concerned about the direction of our country, and he's doing so in a way that really speaks truth to power. And he's pushing he's pushing against this authoritarian uh, control structure that we see, this censorship structure. And, And it's amazing because for all of the things that I see as common sense and obvious in what's going on in our country and the problems that we're seeing with the corrupt establishment, whether it be your three-letter agencies. Uh, let's just talk about the CIA and, and how they're known uh, to do regime change and uh, color, war, color wars in other countries, right? And now we see how that's kind of taken place in America, and it's, it's beyond me how more people don't want to look one layer deeper to try to discover 
Why is this happening? How is this happening? And then in doing so, you see the corruption at the top levels of our government. Well, Stu Peters is trying to expose all of this. Um, And sure, he goes into the vaccine and he goes into a lot of things. He's got a uh, a show, if you will. So, but what's important is, is that this whistleblower has now come out, and he did so on the Stu Peter show, and it was phenomenal. This is amazing because I just want to I just want to repeat to you. He think of the things that he was saying. That again, I I, I struggle to say out loud about Vice President Mike Pence. He's talking about direct knowledge of these things. He's saying that there's evidence. He's saying that there was a dirty trick squad creating leverage. Where, where have you heard that? You've heard that with, with Epstein, right? That's what he was doing. Forget about, forget about all the child tra- trafficking and the salacious headlines. What they were really doing was getting compromise on high-ranking officials and judges, right? So that they had leverage to get them to do what they wanted put them in their pocket, okay? Forget about who they were doing it for, but at this point in our society, we should know that that has gone on. Well, this whistleblower is talking about this dirty trick squad that the Deputy Attorney General of the United States was a part of, and he names other names in these tapes. I wanted to keep it short because I wanted to get to now, the here and now, after he's come out and he's put a name on it, and detail who he is and what he said on the Stu Peter show is just phenomenal. Links to the Stu Peter show and those interviews will be in the show notes if you want to see them for yourself. I encourage you. Forget about me doing a report on it. Go and see it for yourself. Now, let's just get to the powerful introduction that Stu Peters gives Dr. John McGreevy. He is known on Twitter as at John here to help. For a good reason. He's been forced to use the name Ryan White in times past, but his real name, if you didn't know, is Dr. Jonathan McGreevy. Now, he has been targeted and jailed. He has been tortured to ends that you could never imagine. But he simply wants to be introduced as Dr. Jonathan McGreevy, scientist, soldier, human. The deep state cabal fears this man. Now, as Dr. McGreevy and I began talking about a possible interview on this program, I learned a lot about him. I learned that McGreevy started crunching numbers for the government very early on in his career, which is when he was first granted his clearance. Now, that was a long time ago. Computers, he said, were not widely available, and if they were, they were not very powerful, so they still needed and relied on people to do the work. McGreevy's career advanced quickly. Encryption work led to satellite work, ultimately work on spy satellites, mostly with the National Reconnaissance Office, the NRO. From there, things would get really wild. McGreevy has served in our military, he has served in the intelligence community, and he was responding to a calling. He was in those places for all of the right reasons. And that does not sit well with the global cabal. And McGreevy has been given ultimatums. He's been offered money, lots of money. He and his family have been threatened with physical harm, kidnapping, and death. He has been physically tortured to ends that I am not going to mention here, and I will let him tell you about if he should feel so comfortable in doing so. McGreevy illustrated the career path, explaining to me how everything just kind of fell in line as things became more in-depth in school and then ultimately in grad school. The institutions that he attended, like Hopkins, have very deep government and military ties. 
And as progressing into the army, he still maintained his connections to everything from the past and continued to work on various projects, either as a consultant or in a think tank type situation, as he so described it. Now, McGreevy became extremely close with a nonviolent Muslim Brotherhood believer, and he became embedded. He introduced McGreevy to many people that he was able to pass information to in an attempt to thwart violence. The information superhighway quickly opened up for McGreevy. He soon found himself passing information to local and federal law enforcement and ultimately to the DOJ in Baltimore where he began working with Rod Rosenstein. He went from a sort of anonymous informant to an information collector on behalf of the United States government, being tasked with certain things, working terrorist cases, and given the cover of Ryan White. But now, here, today, on this show, on this platform, in front of the whole wide world, it is time to lay it all out on the table. Dr. McGreevy, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate your bravery, and I can confidently say that it's my belief that I speak for millions when I say thank you for being here. Thank you for agreeing to do this. So I want to start here. Uh, I think it's important that we establish the credibility of some transcripts that, um, you know, you had some conversations with defamation attorney Lynn Wood. He has become under, uh, come under scrutiny, of course. Uh, people trying to discredit these transcripts. Oh, Lynn Wood is making it up. Can you 100% without question, validate, corroborate those words as true and correct conversations and account of fact that you can back up? Yes, they're absolutely accurate. I can back it up. I don't say anything or put anything out there that I can't back up. And that was me on there. Mr. Wood was kind enough to, we spoke prior to that, of course, but he was kind enough to invite me to his home for a few days and went over everything and he did the interviews. And during those interviews, the transcripts accurately reflect what was said. Those are a true, unquestionable, 100% correct account of fact. Yes. All right, there he was. Great introduction by Stu Peters. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. We're not talking about a person in the shadows, in the closet, lobbing salacious and crazy bombs from an anonymous, you know, protected source. We're talking about somebody now who's out on the record running for Congress, and he's naming names. He's talking about his experience inside the cabal, if you will, the deep state, if you will, how he got there, the things he did, and what he's seen. Now, I want to get beyond the salacious because there's a lot of new news in this particular interview with Stu Peters, but there's something that he touches on that relates to the most explosive accusations that he made against VP Mike Pence. Stu Peters pins him down a little bit, and he says, you know, do you have the receipts? People always say, you have the receipts. And this is how John, here to help, a.k.a. Dr. John McGreevy, a.k.a. the whistleblower in the Lynn Wood tapes. This is what he had to say. Is, is there truth to the fact that Pence is involved with child sex trafficking? Is he a pedophile? Yes. Yes, he is. Uh, the young man that I mentioned in Lynn Wood's interview, and I'm speaking to Pence right now, is like, let's test Mike Pence's memory. Hey, Mike, do you know when you betrayed President Trump and the entire country? Just a few weeks ago? Probably not. Do you remember a young man named Jeremy from about six years ago? Because we do. 
and we know where he lives. And, you know, he remembers you. And he remembers you. What? What is going on right now? Everything is just breaking apart. The simulation is breaking down. All of the people that were said to be absolute kooks and crazies are all being vindicated right now from this one man coming out. What? And, and I know. I know exactly what's going to come. This is one guy. This is his word. This is just a kook, a crazy. You know, they're going to do the same thing they've done to everybody else. Where this is different is the credentials and where this guy is coming from. And he says he's got receipts and he's naming names. I mean, he just named the boy who will remember Mike Pence. I mean, this is, this is, this is explosive. This is what this is why I'm saying I can't believe this isn't out there more. And I just wanted to get beyond it. I do want to touch on something though. I just said a lot of people were crazy. Remember, I put out the uh, podcast on hydroxychloroquine back in March of 2020. Oh, you're crazy. You're wrong. Oh, you're you're hurting people. That's misinformation. It ended up coming true. I have followed this Q anon theory for quite a while now. And I've always spoken against the theorists that came up with their own theories, and they actually made the QAnon movement look bad. And I always said, it's there in the Q drops. You have to see for yourself. You have to make your own decisions. It gets dangerous when you start trusting other people. This is all tied together. One of the things I heard right there that uh, Dr. Jonathan McGreevy say was we. He used the term we. We know who he is. We know where he lives. That we. There is something going on right now that's behind the scenes involving people that we may or may not know that's just being kept from us either through secrecy. In other words, they're they, are, they don't have the leaks. Remember, most leaks to the media, they were always offensive leaks where um, they're from anonymous sources and it drums up some fake news story, you know, like Trump calling World War I veterans who died losers. Okay, only idiots would have ever believed that after the constant tranche of anonymous sourced salacious news, clickbait news came about. But there was always these threads in this QAnon conspiracy, if you will, in this worldview, again, just a message board, just someone claiming to have inside information, they always said, use your own discernment, research for yourself. That's what I've always encouraged on this particular podcast. And I led off the beginning that you can entertain the concept and thought of something without necessarily believing it's true. Right? That's, a, that's my own hick bastardization of Aristotle's quote. But we need to take in this information because so much of the mainstream information that's coming to us is, has been proven to be BS. And then once you start looking beyond that a little bit, well, why? Why? Why are they giving us this BS? It goes beyond the monetary incentive of clickbait news. There's some hidden hand 
that's coordinating and feeding those anonymous sourced fake news articles, okay? Now we have somebody that's giving a lot of this corroboration to a lot of these theories that were dropped on message boards, right? And a lot of people have said, talking about this deep state, there is now a person standing up saying, hello, I'm right here, I'm John here to help, and I've got information for you. This is huge. All right, now we're going to get into the new news that he breaks. There are a lot of things that have bothered me over the last couple years. Some of them I've done podcasts on. Since January 6th, I've been in a bit of a, a, bit of a bunch. I, I've, I've been shocked at how America has been cast under this spell of quote-unquote insurrection and the narrative surrounding that. How much misinformation was presented to lend credence to this quote-unquote insurrection narrative and just how many people lapped it up. I, I look at my neighbors and I look at my friends like they're, they're little tiny baby birds and they've just got their mouths open for the mainstream media to just push the food in. Oh, yes, I'll take it, I'll take it. Oh, insurrection. Oh, white supremacists. And nobody thinks for themselves or uses common sense. Hundreds of people are in jail right now because of the January 6th protest. And no legitimate mainstream source is actually looking into the videos and all of the strange circumstantial evidence that surrounds January 6th event. And I've got my own, I've got my own problems with Trump, and maybe we'll get into that at the end of the podcast, but this is about, this is about John here to help, Dr. Jonathan McGreevy, and, and the information he has. Well, it didn't take long for him to get into it on the Stu Peters show. And he points out a thread that he uh, created on Twitter. And I've linked that in the show notes. If you want to go and look at that thread on Twitter, right there in the show notes, uh, it takes you right to John here to help. But what he discusses is the coordination around January 6th that nobody in the mainstream media or the FBI is telling you about. And he gets to the heart of the matter with the murder of Ashley Babbitt. That's the, that's the young woman who went to leap through a doorway or a window and was shot. The only person uh, killed that day through violence on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. Proven fact. And it hasn't come out. What's been strange is, is that this, the shooter the officer, the person who was responsible for shooting Ashley Babbitt, hasn't been released. It doesn't even appear to be any investigations going on to get to the heart of the matter. Well, John McGreevy has information about that. Let's talk about the January 6th insurrection. What do you know? Well, I, I do write a thread on Twitter that was uh, very well received. Thank you, everyone. And listed the stuff and who the shooter was. Now I can tell you here that the information I received to write that thread was corroborated by two FBI agents and one Secret Service agent. Uh, I corroborated three times before I put it up. You can see the shooter, see the video, and I'm going to tell you a couple parts that are not on the thread and no one's talked about. 
Uh, you know what happens? They're, they're not releasing the thousands of hours of video, although other countries have it. And you'll see, for the most part, uh, really boring stuff. You, you'll see people just meandering around looking at stuff. You'll see people standing right there talking to the Capitol Police and then just standing there on their phone for minutes on end. You know, you're, you're a really violent insurrection. Two FBI agents and a Secret Service agent corroborated the fact that this thing was 100% a setup. Who set it up? Uh, it was Pelosi. She wanted it in there. She had controlled it. Now she had a lot of help. Um, they, now the thing was, now there are FBI agents, there are federal agents all over January 6th. They were all over the place. And they were. One of the persons who corroborated this was there. They set this up. They needed, they needed a thing because everybody wanted to stand up and use this. It's the same thing with the bombers, the, you know, the, the bombs that were placed. Pelosi, who was masterminding this stuff, really stepped out from behind the curtain to do this. Normally she works through patsies, and she did to an extent on this one. But she didn't trust anybody to get it right. She didn't want to call it in the orders to get someone to sacrifice. Now, if you get these videotapes, you'll see them going around questioning people, leading them. They, they were leading other people up to the stairs, and they didn't go that far because the noise or whatever scared them. They thought something was wrong. They just backed off and went the other way. You'll see these on there. They finally got someone up there. It's bad. And you'll see the shooter. And you can actually see in the video, watch it, as I described, you'll see him move forward, back off, move forward, back off because he's accepting his orders. Who is it? Hey, that one, that one. And a lot of people had to fake this cover, things like that. So he wasn't sure who's male, who's female. He had to get an identification when to shoot. And there's a video recording of us because we know who he was talking to. And we know who he was talking through. Who was, and, who was he talking to and who was he talking through? He was talking to Pelosi's people, but you could not use the normal communications. This is the part one's heard. There we go. You could not use the normal communication systems because the officers were all over the place and there are people who regularly, including reporters, but just general citizens, listen to police scanners and listen to the Capitol Police to find out what's going on, get tidbits of info, whatever. Okay, they, they know this. This is how they get tips. So you couldn't be talking through there. You couldn't have somebody say on the radio, shoot. It would be way too obvious. They also wanted to protect their phones and their transcripts. Uh, the FBI's taken all those, but their text messages, things like that. So they were using military encrypted communications. Pelosi did not want the FBI coming into her house. You're not going to come into her house and do this and mess it up. Because that's her house, and that's how she refers to it. Her building her house. She's in charge. She has her own little secret Gestapo police force, and they take the orders. However, they were using, like I said, military communications at the time, and they were provided by a certain person. This person was rewarded for what was done. They helped set everything up. This is the same person who had a duty to protect everything he didn't because of his hatred of Trump and because he saw a way to get inside. And I'm putting this out there because I'm relying on this person's honor and sense of duty to come forward. So you're not going to name this person? Well, I'm going to name this one. I'm going to tell you this. I, I would like 
speak to him. Now, I understand your answer, you're entitled to your opinion. But you swore an oath, same as many of us have, more than once. You were paid off. Okay, you got your ticket on the inside, but you're not. You're not as safe as you think you are. You are a connection between what happened on January 6th, as fake as it is, and the federal agencies and Pelosi. You are a knot that's easily untied. Okay? You have to think of that. <laughs> and you know how these people are. You don't know the extent of it. He's playing in a league that he's not used to. So I'm speaking to Major General William Walker, the commander of the U.S. National Guard in D.C., and the brand-newly promoted sergeant-at-arms promoted by Nancy Pelosi. So, General, I would never attack our military. I would never besmirch someone who wears the uniform, especially a general officer. I'm asking you, sir, to please stand up and defend us as you have done in the past. It's going to come out. I have heard that all of your private and social communications, email, text, phone calls, everything, have been archived for well over the past year. So I would implore you, sir, to do your duty and come out and defend us once more. Well, you can't. You don't realize the level that these people will go to to protect what they have. Wow. <clears throat> this is the same commander who denied President Trump's request to bring in the troops. Just look him up. You can find him easy. Wow. Naming General William Walker current sergeant-at-arms and recently promoted. I, I remember all the kerfuffle, and I thought it was strange that the thread of who denied the National Guard troops that Trump tried to send to the Capitol for January 6th, how that didn't come out and that wasn't investigated more. Uh, right here, McGreevy is saying that it was William Walker who denied um, Trump's request for those troops. I was always told it was the uh, um, the mayor of D.C., Bowser. But just explosive information that he's giving there, where he's saying not only was the January 6th insurrection, quote-unquote insurrection, not an insurrection, it was a protest, and it was manipulated, manipulated in ways to shut down um, the, the inquiry into the election— and create this fortification of the Capitol building to protect the people that uh, are guilty. I mean, it's, it's amazing the information that this man has and how this isn't spreading uh, like wildfire. You named the sergeant-at-arms, the major general. What is your motivation for naming him? Well, he was involved. There's known, as I said, I've heard that uh, his communications, his text, emails, phone calls, everything for well over a year have already been archived. There's really no motivation. My motivation is I want him to come forward and talk about the involvement. He is a direct connection to what happened on January 6th and how fake it is and to Nancy Pelosi. 
he can give months worth of the communications setting all this up previously and how things changed when President Trump agreed to leave. They were ready for these big Occupy White House and it changed. But they needed something. And he was involved. And he, he can tell you that, you know, Nancy Pelosi wanted machine gun replacements, all this stuff. But he provided the communications because Pelosi did not want the FBI running an operation in her house that she couldn't control and couldn't listen to, and she can't listen to their communications. What do you suppose, she, or what do you know, Pelosi to have offered the Major General in order to get him to go along with this? Well, uh, he wanted to get a piece of the inside. He wanted to be inside. He wanted to be a player. He wanted to be in the big game. And he personally hated President Trump, which is his right. Okay? The man's a general. He's entitled to his opinion. Absolutely. I'll defend that. But he let the hatred blind him. And uh, this is not something I'd be likely to have a great deal of respect for the uniform. And everybody wears it. The man's a general, even. But he allowed his hatred to blind him and to get something he wanted. And they are master manipulators. However, he doesn't realize the position he's in. He's not safe. He's not one of them. He's not a co-conspirator who's trusted. He is a knot that is easily untied if it gets too close to her. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. That's, you know, that's that's the heart and the meat of what I was interested in as we have discovered who this whistleblower is. And John, here to help, has, quote-unquote, come out of the shadows to reveal himself, and he stepped up and is running for office. And wow, I mean, this is explosive. This is just one man saying things, but he appears to have evidence and a lot of confidence. They go on. They go on for quite a while, and they switch into the topic of COVID, of which Dr. Jonathan McGreevy has a lot of experience. So go to that show notes, watch that uh, video uh, before it's taken down, possibly. And um, yeah, we'll be here again when we find interesting things that we want to bring to you and talk to you about. I was talking with a friend of mine about possibly doing a cocktail hour addendum to this podcast, because, I mean, there's so much there that we need to discuss in long form. I just wanted to get this information out to you, share my perspective, give how give the evidence of how I've been watching this for quite a while, and now it's come out and I feel comfortable reporting it and bringing it to you, because there he is. He's a real person. Not just that, a real person with a lot of experience with this quote-unquote dirty trick squad and deep in the federal government and how the deep state works. It is a crazy interview. There is so much more there to it that I just can't get to today. If I There was one way I was thinking about starting this show, and it, it has to do with the, the timeline of how my day went yesterday, and that was waking up to John McAfee found murdered or suicide uh, in his prison cell in Spain within days of learning that he was going to be extradited to the United States. 
John McAfee's a charismatic character who was always out there to promote him and his character. I, 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 I'm not going to lend any credence to him. He did claim to have terabytes of information the government would not want people to get a hold of that he said would be released upon his death. So I wake up to John McAfee being found dead in his prison cell in Spain. And then after his death, a cue was posted on his Instagram. And then that led right into the Stu Peters show, where John Here to Help was coming out as the Linwood whistleblower, as Mr. Dr. Jonathan McGreevy. And wow, it's been a tailspin of information ever since, let alone the fact that we've got this Chinese spy who has supposedly given himself up and terabytes of information to the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. Now, which agency was it that was tied to the Q th- phenomenon? Hmm, which three-letter agency was that? Oh, yeah, it was the DIA. So many things going on right now. I mean, it's just crazy. Just crazy. Be safe and uh, subscribe, share, whatever all those things I'm supposed to say are. I put some crypto addresses in the show notes. If you would like to donate to my efforts, 100% would go to uh, the efforts of the Conservative Hippie Podcast. All right, I got to get this published and get it out and uh, get get tuned back into the feed, man. This, this information feed is addicting, and it's amazing. What a time to be alive. Scary, nervous, but also could be great and impactful as the Great Awakening battles the Great Reset. Let's be friends. We're all on this cosmic spaceship together. Subscribe and share the Conservative Hippie Podcast. Visit our sponsors, SmokeAndJays.com. Everything for your smoke and lifestyle. StonerHoroscopes.com. Adora Zen dishes cosmic vibes for the stoner at heart. KickFromTheSpot.com. Soccer is American.